Hey, hey, welcome to my podcast, Wait in the Kitchen. I'm your host, Sharanya. Join me through my transformation journey where it's 70% in the kitchen and 30% at the gym. Are you ready to dive in? Okay, let's go. I'll wait in the kitchen. Welcome back, everyone. Today's episode is titled, What Are You Afraid Of? So I'm going to jump right into it. Fear isn't the most common emotion that anyone really thinks of when they think about someone living a healthier lifestyle, but it's there. We've all experienced fear of something at some point in our lives, at least I have, and that's exactly what I want to talk about today. So what held me back the most in making this change was fear. I had a fear of failing, fear of being laughed at, Fear of others not supporting me, fear of what other people would say, fear of me eventually giving up, and I have done that before many times, fear of me losing myself along the way, fear of not being able to eat my favorite foods ever again, and we covered that in the previous episode a lot, and so much more. My entire journey was crowded and still in ways is with fear of various things. But if you rewind back to the short list that I just gave you, you're going to notice that a lot of my fears had to do with what others would think and say. That was my biggest realization. I talked to my best friend of 20 some years, Sheffy, when we visited them last January pre-COVID era about wanting to start practicing healthier habits. She's not only a huge inspiration for me, but she's also been a really great supporter and sounding board through my entire journey. I really hope to have her on the show someday, fingers crossed. And she asked me why I worried so much about what others would say. And then she said, if you fail, then so be it. Just get back up and try again the next day. That really struck a chord with me. When I came back from that trip is when I started my transformation challenge with uh, Orange Theory Fitness. And that's when I told my husband that, you know, I don't care if I fail. I'm just going to sign up and see what happens. And that really was a transformational month for me. It was so hard. It was a lot of work, but it was a transformational month for me. With that said, let's go back to that list of fears that I just reeled out moments ago. I want to go through that list and I want to share some personal anecdotes and what I did to address those fears. Let's start with fear of failure. I think this one is probably the most common. We all have it when we are about to embark on something new, something unknown, or just something we perceive to be a challenge in general. I had this fear as well, and I think that part of me still fears that I'll fail, and I don't think that's ever going to go away completely. I remember when I signed up for my very first 5K race. This was back in October of 2019. I've never considered myself a runner, and even when I was made to run in gym class in high school, I would be that kid walking and always the last person to finish. At one time, I remember, I just sat down on the track because I didn't want to run, and my gym teacher had to come get me. So for me to dare to sign up for a 5K when I weighed 210 pounds, yes, you heard that right, 210 pounds, 
and had trouble walking around for a whole day just completely freaked me out. Moreover, I didn't even sign up for the race. I told my husband about it and I was like, oh, there's a race in a week and you get free beer after the race. He was like, okay, done. I just signed us up. I was like, what? The race is in a week. I'd never run three miles before. I'd never even walked three miles before. So the race was on Governor's Island in New York. It's a little island, a ferry ride from the southern tip of uh, Manhattan. And the night before, I didn't even sleep well, obviously, because I had nightmares that I wouldn't be able to finish the race and that everyone else would finish and I would get left behind on the island. And it sounds crazy, but the fear was so real. Anyways, I did finish the race. I pretty much walked most of it because running hurts so much, but I finished within an hour, which was huge for me and a PR. And I said to myself, I just got a PR because I've never done 3.1 miles before. So here's the thing I realized. If you never try, you will never fail. If you never fail, you'll never have anything to work at and get better. If you never have anything to improve, then life's just going to get boring, right? An even bigger fear I had was fear of others laughing at me or talking about me. I used to care so much about what people would say, primarily because I've struggled with my weight and body image all my life. I have had many people tell me how big I am, how much I need to simply lose the weight, eat better, etc., etc. It definitely weighs down on you when you go your whole life hearing that from every single person that you meet. And part of me just got used to tuning all of those comments out. But deep down, I knew I needed to make a change and not necessarily just to lose weight, but just to be healthier and make healthier choices in general. I just never knew how to break out of my own habits and the more people made comments, the more I would just withdraw and find comfort in food. I've even had people say to me, oh, it's just another program you're going to start and then give up on or I give you just another month and you're just going to stop going to that gym. Lo and behold, they were right and that's exactly what I did because I was always looking outward at what I was projecting to people instead of inward and really thinking about what was best for me and what I had to do for myself. This past year, everyone's been forced to spend time at home in lockdown during the pandemic. And for me, it allowed me to do just what I needed to, look inward and self-reflect. When I started making changes in my habits and my lifestyle, I knew I did it just for me because I didn't see anyone or go hang out with family or friends except virtually, which, you know, on Zoom calls or FaceTime, you're just really seeing head and up. And I didn't make any big announcements to anybody about what I was doing and why. I just did it. It allowed me to stop caring so much about what people will think whether I would fail or succeed or how much weight I have to lose or how I have to look, I simply just made healthier choices for myself and set goals and targets for what I wanted to achieve when I go down to my home gym to work out. 
that motivated me to eat a certain way and make certain choices during the week so I can see progress where I really wanted it. That brings me to my other fear, which I still think about a lot, believe it or not. Fear of not being able to eat what I want and becoming very restrictive. As you all heard in episode one, I love, love, love food. And who doesn't, right? The thought of not being able to eat the things I want freaked me out. I always feared that if I set off towards a healthy lifestyle, I wouldn't be able to eat anything but clean all the time. That is so far from reality, though. I realized last year that my food choices are really governed, again, by my goals. I had to think about what I wanted to do, and the scientist in me, of course, set off to do an experiment. There was a day where I ate pizza, ice cream, a donut, jalapeno poppers, and fries. Yes, all in one day. Then I went to the garage, and I tried to do a CrossFit workout. It was terrible, to say the least. I was slow. I couldn't lift as much. I felt so full and bloated and just overall horrible. The next day, I ate pasta made from vegetables, edamame spaghetti, I highly recommend it, with a lot of veggies. Then I ate nuts, tofu, chickpeas, some bread, and lots of water. That was the day I hit a deadlift PR. And just overall, I felt great and so full of energy. So that's not to say that I will never eat pizza again or fries, but for me, it became a question of, okay, how often do I want to feel bloated and full versus how often I want to be able to work out like I want to and have the energy that I want to throughout the day. So much of this journey is a psychological and emotional battle that I had to focus most of my energy working on that part. The physical change that I was trying to achieve, that kind of happened on its own time if I conquered the psychological and emotional part. I realized that I was the only one holding me back from making a change, and no matter how hard I tried to blame everybody else around me and my busy life and schedule, it all eventually came down to the choices that I made. If I wanted to see change, I had to make the change happen. And change is hard. It is hard work. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to take a lot of thinking, but you can do it. There's very little focus on the psychological and emotional aspects of changing food habits and lifestyle in the fitness industry in general. There's so much focus on the numbers, on the scale going down, and being at these quote-unquote normal levels. That normal level can be so different for every person, and some of us lose sight of that and aim to be someone else's version of normal, which is simply just being thin. There's so much emphasis on having a six-pack of abs or biceps that are piercing through your clothing and chiseled quads as being the definition of fit, and that's what a lot of people look at as all or nothing. Whereas it's everything else in between that counts the most. This journey is not all or nothing, nor do you have to consider yourself a failure if you don't reach that skewed definition of normal, because that's not normal. Those are athletes or simply people who had goals to achieve a body like that as a personal goal and they made it happen. 
it doesn't mean that you're unhealthy if you don't have that chiseled look. Health is defined by your habits, how you feel, how you function, and whether you do your best every day to give your body the best kind of nutrition, the best kind of activity or exercise that you can. I had more psychological and emotional fears to set aside and work on than anything physical. I still don't embody any definition of thin, nor am I aiming to be that society's definition of thin. Once I dropped that idea in my mind and stopped comparing myself to the quote-unquote thin people I see around me, I automatically stopped fearing that I would fail to meet that expectation because that expectation didn't exist in my mind. Instead, I was able to simply focus on my habits, my personal goals for what I expect out of my body, and that helped me focus on helping my body meet my expectations of it. Because at the end of the day, the only thing that matters to me is if I feel good, if I feel empowered by the choices that I made that day, and if I feel accomplished that I was able to avoid cravings and eat as healthy as I can for myself. This is why it's very important to have someone in your corner. I lucked out because I had such a great support system, primarily my husband Vijay. Y'all will hear me talking about him a lot. He's been there with me through this entire journey without ever judging me or making me feel bad. He's really seen a lot of my ups and downs mentally and physically and all the challenges that I've been through, and he did all he could to try and keep motivating me. My parents, my sister, my friend Sheffy, my cousin Murli, they've all been there in their own ways to cheer me on, even if it's just as simple as, you know, listening to the workout I did that day or... Uh, sharing with them a skill or non-scale victory that I had that week. All of them have been there for accountability because I felt motivated to have something to tell them every time I talked to them. So even if it was nothing major, it was just exciting to have something to tell them. It's just so important to find a support system for yourself and surround yourself with people who will not judge you for what you are or only love you for what you may become. Because remember, at the end of the day, you are only practicing healthy habits for yourself. And those habits will most directly affect change for you, and that should be your biggest motivation. During pre-COVID times, I used to go to Orange Theory Fitness. The community there was just fantastic. It was so nice seeing so many others that are on the same boat as me and seeing them show up to work out at the end of a very long day no matter what happens. The community at the gym not only pushed me to give it my all, but also gave me a sense of belonging. It really helped ease my fears about not fitting in and fears about what people would think because no one was judging me and no one was looking at me. So when COVID hit, I had to figure out how I would keep that accountability going and not allow myself to fall prey to those same fears that kept me away from leading such a lifestyle. So that's when I signed up for Beachbody. 
So we started going through their programs and then I discovered a whole online community that keeps you accountable and it keeps reminding you to show up for yourself. I have a really great coach, Sam, with Beachbody and she's so motivational and just seeing everybody's stories there really pushes you. So you really have to just find whatever works for you. And what worked for me may not work for you. So you really have to find what's best for you. A lot of my fears have been at bay so much because I've surrounded myself with several accountability groups, family members, and friends who are all going through their own journeys. Don't forget to address the emotional and psychological aspects of what holds you back. That's the whole reason I started this podcast. Not only did I want to share what I was successful at doing, but I also wanted to share the things that I failed at. This journey is never going to be perfect. I don't expect it to be perfect today, and it's not going to be perfect tomorrow. One day may be great, and the next day may completely suck, where all the things you fear may come true. But that's when you need to push through it and just get back to your routine the next day. Speaking of accountability groups, check out my Facebook page at Wait in the Kitchen. I will be starting an accountability group where anyone can choose to join to share their goals, what they do to work out, or even if they're just having trouble getting started or trying to eat healthy or whatever it is that you're trying to get started with. I want to have a private group where people ask to join So we can make sure this doesn't become a page for people to troll and where people can feel comfortable sharing their stories. So check it out if you would like a community where everyone can support each other and keep each other on track. Our 21 Days of Moving Challenge was a great success. We had people from all over the world working out, posting and motivating each other, even messaging me saying that they're trying things. So I just wanted to mimic that space and environment and start a group where everybody can feel comfortable sharing what they're doing. I will be posting at-home workouts from time to time, recipes I tried, and just other resources that have helped me along this journey in the past. So what will you be doing to address your fears? Think about the one big challenge that's holding you back and how you plan to tackle that challenge this week. So take that step for yourself. What are you afraid of? And don't forget to subscribe to my podcast so you can stay updated on new episodes and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. See y'all next time. And as always, I will be waiting in the kitchen.